What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Off the Rails, a recovery podcast dedicated to ending the stigma of addiction through open discussion on all things recovery related. My name is Mark. With me, I was our David Jared. Today, we got a very special episode. Very, very special episode. Our man Jay to the ROC, okay, is one year sober today. Oh. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks, man. So, on tap for today, we're going to talk quick recap of our weeks, talk about last week's episode, and then we're getting into Jared's last year. So, fellas, how was your week? Start of mine was pretty brutal. Was it? What happened? Oh, yeah. Well, I was just unprepared for our big interview on Sunday and um, blew it. But uh, you guys uh, picked it up, and as long as it gets out there, I'm happy. But I was down on myself for a couple of days. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, had a doctor's appointment, switching up my medication. Um, yeah, I got you. Have you have your um, cognitive behavioral therapy yet? Next Friday. Next Friday, sweet man. I'm looking forward to hearing about so it. For that. Yeah. That's something I think I really need in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week, a really good day. I can't believe I made it to a year of sobriety. I'd never in my wildest dreams would have thought that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good day. Uh, chatted with Dave earlier this week and he kind of helped me realize some things that I need to work on. So uh, appreciate that, Dave. And yeah, it's a good week. Um, I'm and about week. When is your celebration? On Tuesday. Oh, fucking And sweet. Christopher's coming. And he's going to uh, nice. get up there and do something. Uh, let us know if there's a Zoom link that we can watch it on. Yeah, I will. I should ask cool. about that. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. Get my mom to record it. <laughs> <laughs> um dave yeah mark how's your week buddy i'm good bear with me here i might be freezing up at the uh hotel holiday in here in michigan is it freezing no the audio is spot on sometimes uh the audio is not matching the mouth but it's the audio sounds great So tell us about your week. You're in eight mile. Yeah. So just in a, we're in a hockey tournament here and um, having fun. Uh, we, in eight, by eight mile. Uh, yeah. Week was good earlier. Just, um, just worked a couple practices. Uh, yeah. Worked on some podcast stuff. Yeah. Talked to you guys a little bit. Got some workouts in. Kind of a standard, standard week. Nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. So it was nice to finally get on the bench and see the kids play. Even though the first game today they played like shit, uh, they played a lot better the second game here. So good stuff, buddy. Yeah, played like shit. <laughs> Did you yeah. tell them that? I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't say. I didn't say a whole lot. But um, the other coach let him know after. Okay. 
You're looking, good about it. You're looking uh, healthy, Dave. Thanks, man. It's the hotel lighting, I think. <laughs> hotel lighting just hit, topping off that new haircut he got going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got a new, I got a new, got a new do. It's all business in the front. Yeah, a little, little all party uh, in the back. A little mullet action going. I love it. Just a slight, slight mullet. How about you, Mark? How was your week? Um, before I get into my week, uh, I'd like to shout out our sponsor of the day. Keep coming back. Shout out our friend Christopher, and make sure you check out keepcomingbackcanada.ca. My week was excellent. That was our first sponsorship, guys. Yeah, that's a good one. They're very nice mugs to drink out of. Excellent mug. Excellent company. Great coffee. Edition. Coffee goes down like. It makes your coffee, I'm going to say, 20 to 30% better. Yeah. And uh, it makes you uh, keep coming back. Yeah. But my week was awesome, man. Um, <laughs> soup kitchen, meetings. Uh, got a new tattoo. On my leg, starting with a leg sleeve. So uh, excited about that. Um, my mom's not super stoked on it, but that's it, mom. You've done worse. That's a fact. So that's pretty much all for my week, man. Um, any any funny things happen at the soup kitchen this week? Oh yeah, someone uh, someone pushed me on Sunday, so I was in a pretty bad mood on Sunday. Did you um, keep her together? I did. Um, you paused. Yeah, I didn't get angry, and uh, honestly, I had like a moment where after he pushed me, I felt bad. I'm like, man, that guy's obviously going through something. I reacted a lot better than I would have reacted a couple of years ago. Or... That is the change sobriety does. Yeah, and and uh working the steps and stuff like that yeah it was it was pretty funny though because like uh he was like screaming in the like dining area and then the person i was working with went in was just like all right you gotta leave and then he started chewing into this person so i start walking back he shoves the other person and i get in and i'm like all right bro you like come on um we gotta leave and he kept swearing at the other person and then like there was a lineup of people outside I guess he's seen that like there's a lineup and he can't he can't be acting like he can't be getting punked with a lineup of people outside. So he's like, yeah, fuck you. He called me macho man, which was really funny. <laughs> fuck you, macho man. I was like, bro, I'm just asking you to leave, man. He's like, fuck you. What the fuck are you gonna do? And I'm like, just gonna, I'm just gonna ask you to leave. I don't know. Anyway, just like two hand trying to punch me in the chest. I just looked at him. Did you even move? <laughs> I never, man. He just got me in the chest and turned around and walked away. And it was, and it's a shame because now he, now he doesn't get to eat there. Oh, he's kicked out for good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't, can't put your hands on me anymore. Do you remember, like, do, how do they, is it just by memory for people that can't come yeah, back they, in? Yeah, they do, like, I think they report lists or whatever. And, um. Do they got to give ID and stuff to go in? No, that would take, oh, man, it, it would take so long. <laughs> yeah so is that right in the morning yeah we do uh we do seven or uh three meals a day for six days a week so we do seven o'clock in the morning 12 o'clock and six o'clock and then on sunday we do a brunch and a supper so it's pretty sweet Are you there every day uh 
in the month of September, I was there every single day. I get a day off this Sunday. I'm really excited. Um, but it's not like, I don't know, it's only a couple hours a day. Um, but I find the day off kind of helps me refresh and I don't get like angry at people. <laughs> Fuck, remember why you're doing this, man. You're helping people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Nice. Can we get into Tom's episode? Yes, sir. <clears throat> I thought it was good. Tom's an awesome I, uh, dude, man. He is, but I do disagree with him on one thing. I think, I personally think that addiction is a disease. Well, alcohol. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I'm very yeah. biased on that one. That's not really biased, man. I think I absolutely <laughs> is. I, I agree with the biopsychosocial spiritual model of addiction. Yeah, which disease like the disease model can fall under, in my opinion. But I agree with some of the things he was saying about it, but yeah. I still think it's a disease. I don't know if the, it, that really helped me through my recovery, thinking it was a disease. Absolutely. Oh, it, man, when I like, uh, yeah, and honestly, like if you look at it like a disease, you're more likely to get help. Yeah. So I fully believe I agree with you in that sense, man. Yeah. Dave, was I? I could hear you guys the whole time, but you guys were all both frozen, so I'm sure I was frozen. No, man, you were. You're looking good. You're sounding good right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I heard it. Yeah, I heard everything. I just didn't want to chime in. Um, yeah, I I agree with you guys. I my thing is like, I mean, I guess you made a good point though, Jared, with like saying it really helped with with you when you kind of thought of it as a disease. But before you said that, my thinking before was like, you know, he said he was getting a lot of flack from people. And I was like, who fucking, like, who cares really at the end of the day? Like, as long as you're getting help and getting, you know, getting and doing what you need to do, like whether he thinks it's not, or it is like, and the other part of that is it just goes to show you how much little people know. I mean, we've had doctors on and stuff, how much little research there has been done and how much people really actually truly know about um about addiction and alcoholism and so the fact that it's debatable is uh you know it'll be interesting to see what what's his name there has dr rob kelly he said he's got some those research papers coming out or whatever it was in 2023 yeah um but anyways that's what i was kind of saying i was like it's kind of like the left and the right on government like i don't think you should kind of pit each other against each other because against each other if just because he doesn't think it's a disease. I'm not saying you were doing that. I just, um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I, I don't think he thinks it's not a struggle or not a serious fucking epidemic. It's just, I guess that's his belief. Right. So. No, I feel, and I think you need, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. Awesome. Point. I do too, yeah. But if you, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's an awesome point. I think if, you know, everyone's struggling kind of works together, might get a better understanding of addiction yeah yeah what are you guys thoughts on non-alcoholic beverages no sir i don't know like i'd rather uh drink a pepsi i i never drank for the taste i've, I've said that a bunch of times i drank for the pleasure and the uh, and the numbness and the feeling never for the actual taste i never really enjoyed it so i think i'm 
I don't, I'm not even really open to trying it. Um, I've tried it just to put vodka in it. <laughs> so I don't know. What about you? Um, well, here's my, here's the thing I feel, I feel like if you're drinking and you don't go to treatment and you're like, you know what, I'm going to switch over to non-alcoholics and that helps you then fucking right on, you know what I'm saying? It's helping you. You're not take. you're not drinking alcohol. Yeah. Cause some people have, can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I tried think, that and it didn't work for me. So yeah, that's just I, my opinion. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely not for everybody. I would. What was that? Dave? I would, I tried the, the non-alcoholics to kind of slow down the drinking. And I will say if you're still like, I was still slugged back, like 12 non-alcoholic beers in a night, just because like, yeah. you know, I want that. I don't know. I don't know. Just like having a drink in your hand. Yeah. And, then it, it it never it was for me it was never a successful means of slowing down at all it was just mm. i just cut them out but uh yeah i kind of agree with you mark on that though like if it helps you yeah why not and that's be able to stay sober and and have have them go for it but i'm kind of not gonna really same as jared I, I don't know i'm not really gonna i like i say never like maybe in a couple years if i for whatever reason but right now i don't want to like even try it because things are kind of going well how they are why mix something else in there that might play with my brain you know you don't want the calories either eh, dave yeah yeah <laughs> i'm straight water and black straight water and black coffee these days yeah black coffee out of your keep coming back canada mug yep. um but yeah i agree if I had like a, I think if I had like a non-alcoholic beverage, I would, it would automatically plant the seed in my mind. If I could be like, probably do a light beer. Yeah. Right. Do one light beer, drink one fucking, but, and that's like a, that's just, that's the devil talking to my head. So breakfast, one of those breakfast beers, a 2.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to call them, man. I used to call them the uh, Bud Light Apples breakfast beers. <laughs> yeah. But I had such a craving. Man. I like the. Uh... <laughs> I had such a craving during Tom's episode when we were talking about how, like, he was just going in on like um, non-alcoholic beverages or whatever, and I was like, and he was like, <laughs> he was like, imagine if drugs just had a placebo. And I was like, <laughs> 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 uh. Then I was just like, it didn't do anything, but it just. Tasted, smelled like cocaine. Didn't get you high. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, like I was telling Rebecca that that was like, "You're burnt, man." Like, oh yeah, I agree with Tom and completely with that point. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other point he brought up that was pretty good. It was a little extreme when he was like, "Not extreme, I guess it's real." It's like. When he was saying people, well, you didn't have a drinking, like you, you didn't have a drinking problem. Why can't you drink? He's like, well, I didn't have a, what he said, I didn't smoke crack, but you know, I, I don't go and do that on the weekends now. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's, when you say it like that, it's like, huh, yeah, good that's a good point. Yeah. Well, that's like even I tried, like, I've slowed down drinking a lot of times by using weed. Yeah. But the weed then, for me, Sort of cut you off, buddy. Yeah. The weed one for me too, man. Like, I don't, 
Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, I think California sober is like a disrespectful to people who struggle with marijuana addiction. And that being said, if you, if you quit like a fentanyl addiction and then you, you substitute fentanyl for smoking weed, by all means, right? That's how I feel about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, it's like a gray. That's a fair trade-off to yeah. me. But I don't, you know, you're still not solving the root, root cause, right? I, I, I believe, like, personally, from, for me, I just need to be completely abstinent. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so... I do too. Yeah. yeah. If I do it, like if I do any other thing, like even like I got, I had a Red Bull addiction after rehab and I had to stop drinking those things. Yeah. Like anything I do, I get addicted to. Yeah. Now I just need to get addicted to the gym and my life will be a million times better. <laughs> Battle. Yeah. We were flat in Red Bulls after. Yeah. But, and then uh, I wanted to talk like on that interview on Sunday when he, I don't want to spoil the interview actually, but you know where I'm going with it. Yeah. We'll talk about it next time. Um, oh man, I got offered uh, this was weird. So the other day at soup kitchen, one of the coordinators came up to me. He's like, Mark, do you like brownies? And I was like, no. you mean like brownies or brownies, brownies? <laughs> so like brownies brownies so i was like nah <laughs> she's like they're really good and i'm like nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> so she doesn't know i'm in recovery and i didn't really get into it there and i was like nah that's slippery slope for old marky here oh man i like have been starting to like get into talking about recovery just with random people yeah, like, yeah. if i'm working i'm just like yeah like i don't know they start talking about beer i'm like no nah. I actually went to rehab in October and just like tell my whole life story. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, I guess I'm getting more comfortable with it. Yeah. But depend what kind of mood, does it depend what kind of mood you're in when you're, when you're, cause I, I was thinking the opposite of that. Like I was getting my hair cut and the guy knows cause I had actually talked to him previously, but I guess he kind of forgot whatever. It's not like we're buddies. Yeah. He was telling me about his trip out East. He went to the East coast. He was telling me about this awesome brewery there. He was like, Oh, if you go out there, you definitely got to check it out. And I was going to kind of get into like that. Ah, maybe not. Maybe I won't because I don't drink. And I was just like, you know what? Like, he didn't mean anything by it. I just, so I was like, I just kind of like pretend it didn't happen. But. Yeah. No, I like, yeah, if stuff like that happens to me, I just like straight up say it now. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was like 6.55 in the morning too. So I was just like. <laughs> We're opening in a couple minutes. I don't know if I want to open this can of worms here right now. Yeah. Um, no. But that's like a half an hour convo. At oh, least. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I was going to say you only like the black bean brownies. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Fuck those brownies, dude. <laughs> oh, man. They were bad. That Tom's uh, before and after picture were pretty wild, eh? Holy shit, man. Yeah. Like, I couldn't... That's when I, like, saw him on Sober is Cool or whatever that is. Yeah. And uh, I was like, holy shit, I gotta find this guy. So I, like, starting to try to find him on Instagram and I found him. I'm... 
pretty cool, like pretty cool story. Oh, <laughs> awesome story, man. Um, yeah, really cool dude. Like him. Yeah. Likes to talk. I like to oh, listen. There was like an hour where he, it was like an hour straight of him talking. I know. He got every single, I was writing down questions. As Greater than an hour. He was yeah, going. Like an hour and a half. Yeah. Writing questions down. And like five minutes later, he'd answer the question I'd written down. Yeah. Wrote down. Yeah. yeah. He did an excellent job. Um, so, Jared. Yeah. One year, buddy. How was yeah. your year? Give us a quick recap of your year. My year? Um, my year, I definitely didn't think I'd make it here when I first left rehab. Um, Did you think a year was possible at all? No. You didn't think um, that even, you didn't think that early on? Or did you? Oh, no. No. I just, I don't know. I was just kind of riding a wave. I wasn't. <laughs> I, uh, I just didn't think I tried, I tried, tried so many times and I just didn't like, I had no faith and I, uh, I did not think it was possible, but <clears throat> yeah, the, I feel like if I didn't go to AA, I wouldn't be sober today. You're a big AA guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a, like, my meeting's called my home group's called design for living nice so uh yeah huge aa guy i'm starting to get really involved um yeah starting to chair meetings do everything open up meetings uh yeah i i think it's aa in this podcast have like kept me sober um so yeah year's been a ton of ups and downs like i when i got out of rehab i expected everything to go back to the way i'd hoped which was good and it was far from good it was almost worse when i got out than when i went in because i had to rebuild trust and that takes time and that was like the hardest thing mentally to do because no one trusted you at all. Yeah. So did you expect people to trust you fresh out of rehab? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. When you look back now, do you see what like I can't believe what I was thinking? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I mean, and I really didn't want to leave. I wanted to stay in rehab because yeah. I was so scared to leave because I knew how hard it was gonna be. And I still got like a ton of work to do. So, um, yeah, I'm real grateful that uh, met you guys. Thank you for all you've done. You guys help me when I'm all uh, out of sorts and out of whack, which is a lot of the time. Was October 7th the day you checked into Newgate? No, it was October 11th. Okay. Yeah, I went on a huge bender on October 6th. Okay. And three days sober or whatever before. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, I stayed at my parents 
And then uh, the 11th, I went to rehab. So yeah. Sweet. Wow. Dave, what day did you get there? Uh, Sunday. Sunday? It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. I think it was the 16th or 17th. Yeah, that makes sense. But I look at a calendar. 16th, maybe? 13th? I don't know. Let me Jared, look. I when you see me and Dave. I did. Oh, I was so happy. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah, you were pumped you, when you came up talking to me. You're like, finally, someone that my age. Right? Yeah, Dave was sitting beside me. I'm like, here, you want to ring a low? no i was so excited i remember i remember jared my first my first night i was uh i think you guys were in a group oh you guys were doing aa i think upstairs and i was riding the bike downstairs and i'm like just for something to do and you came by and you're like how would you say you're like yeah it takes a little bit of time to get used to but it's like this place is awesome though yeah that's encouraging yeah well when i first got there i was scared shit like i was with all like a bunch of older men like so it was like holy shit like old mike was there or young or whatever you know um (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah but uh yeah it was pretty i was scared I remember driving to rehab and I'm like, yeah, you need to turn this car around. So, um, I, to the first time I went to rehab, I was the same way. We pulled into the parking lot and I was just like, mom, I, like, I'll do whatever. I'm not, I just don't want to go here. Let's go. Come on. Let's get out of here. Let's just be in a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it's scary. Oh, it's fucking, like, it takes a lot of courage to walk into those doors. man. Yeah. But the thing I always say to people when they ask me about it, I'm like, I never, ever wanted to go. Like, I wanted to go, but I didn't actually, like, have the balls to go or actually be able to go. And then I finally went. I was scared shitless. I didn't want to go through those doors. And then I never wanted to leave. I wanted to stay in there. I remember uh, when we were talking in rehab and we were like, uh, no, I I just wish there was, like, a sober city or something. (laughs) You remember? Yes, the sober city idea. (laughs) Yeah. Because the, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just. Those exist. I know. Do they? No. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be super. I was was out one this summer. It's a dry community. It's very religious. That's pretty cool. It is one. I'm sure there's probably. So, So, Jared. Yo. Got a question from a viewer here. Oh, who? Jason. Who? Jason. Shout out, Jason. Thanks for listening. You don't need, you don't need to know him. It's a viewer. It's a viewer question. Jason. You don't need to know know the guy. Oh, okay. What is it? Um, so he actually has two questions for you. One is: um, Is there anything you found easier, and anything you found harder? Um, than you than you anticipated about recovery. Ooh. Um. The thing I found. Oh, this is like a double edged sword of an answer, but I found it. 
kind of easy to stay sober because I have such like a good support system around me. And uh, I had lots of like tools, like I had you guys, I had AA. So I found it easy, but I found what I found really hard about recovery was the mental part of it. Like the physical part of it and the staying sober part of it, like not actually going to the LCBO or picking up a drink or anything was easy to me. But the the hard part for me was like the constant thinking and brain turning um, about <clears throat> if I can drink or if I'm stressed, it would be so much easier to just have a drink and it would go away. But and then I'd talk to myself. And so I found staying sober was easy, but mentally trying to stay sober was so hard. And it is still hard. Like even this uh, morning when I woke up, you know, my guess what my first thought was. What? Just guess. You want to have a drink to celebrate? No, we kind of. <laughs> it was, am I really an alcoholic? First thought, uh, my eyes opened. Yeah. <laughs> so like stuff like that, I find that really hard. Like the games my yeah. I play with myself in the I don't know I've lived in my my own head for so many years and uh it's just hard to get out of it that makes a lot of sense man. yeah so yeah, yeah the, I don't know I'm just the physical part of staying away or not picking up a drink is the easy easy part yeah the mental, the mental grind is the hard part yeah yeah so, but like, there's also, it's hard to like being around people talking about alcohol all the time or going out to have a good time. But then I, I hear them the next morning and they're like, oh, I don't want to drink anymore. And then I just know what that feels like. And it's terrible. So I, stuff like that helps me too, selfishly. Um, but yeah, lots of, uh, good and bad in recovery. Jared, my question for you here is how have your relationships with family been over the last year compared to when you were actively using? Oh, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, actually no, because me and when I got out of rehab for a while, Bree and I's relationship had a lot of work. Yeah. So, I mean, it still does because as you guys know, I'm not the best communicator in town. <laughs> yes. But, uh, so I struggle with that, but, um, my relationship with her has improved times a million, um, still get an arguments here and there, but I haven't got kicked out of the house all year. Uh, haven't peed the bed. That's a sweet one. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and haven't like haven't actually fought, which is good. Mm -hmm. So, awesome. like, verbally fought. Sorry, just to clarify that. Um, <laughs> but and then yeah, with my family, it's 
been really good. Um, they never like. You haven't physically fought either, have you? What? <laughs> so what? you haven't physically fought either, have you? The heck no, never. All right. All right. You, no. I think you were trying to clear that up, and you might have made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't kicked any doors in or anything. Good. Um, but yeah, my my uh, relationship with my daughter is a million times better. Like she just she like she's happier. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. Because sure. her mom and dad aren't fighting all the time. I'm not like in and out of the picture all the time anymore. Like I'm always here. I'm always gonna be there. So that's good. Um, and my parents, it's really good. They don't give me the blow test anymore at all. The uh, like for the first while when I got home from rehab, every time I'd come to their house or anytime they would, if I looked tired, they'd give me the the blow test thing what are those called breathalyzers yeah 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 so that was for like a good blow four test. months using the breathalyzer that was blow good blow test yeah the blow test uh, breathing. um yeah my relationship with my sister's good we get along um my parents tell me they love me a lot now which is a big one that's pretty awesome um and they tell me I, they're proud of me so like those types of things can keep me going and on my bad days because uh, I also don't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. Man, was, but, there a, was there a point where you're like, um, when you started like kind of owning sobriety where like the breathalyzer, you're like, I don't care if you do it, like I'm ready and I'll prove it to you whenever. Yeah, I was never pissed about that. I actually agreed to that. <clears throat> while I was in rehab because okay. like I oh man I've lied so much to my mom and she's bailed me out so much same with my dad and I don't even know I can't really do anything but stay sober and be happy to make it up to them yeah. and uh so anything they asked me to do I was willing to do just to try to build that relationship back um yeah I, I kind of uh, said that to my family as well it's just like I think I got to a point where I was like, well, I said, I definitely said to Rebecca, but the rest of my family, like, I was like, if you guys are ever worried about me, you can drug test me whenever you want. Like, I don't have anything to hide anymore. And I want yeah. you to know that. And that's another selfish thing about me too, is I actually started to enjoy blowing a zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, so, uh, like, even like by the end of it, they never do it anymore, but if they were ever like, you look a little off and let's get the blow tester or whatever. Yeah. You call it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, did yeah. it ever help as a tool as far as like, did it ever help like, um, not motivate you, but Hold did you, you ever, yeah, like, did you ever feel like, oh shit, like I, I better not have a drink because I got to, I might have to blow? No, but I was like, I definitely can't eat a donut because those can make you blow over. What? A donut? What? I, just I heard the mouthwash thing. <laughs> Apparently the yeast in a donut can like make you blow. Can anyone verify this? <laughs> I've heard that. 
We got a doctor on on Sunday, don't we? We can ask that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that episode. Um, but yeah, no, actually, uh, yeah, no, like I said, I kind of got like, I, I kind of started liking seeing the zero and yeah, it kind of did help. Yeah. No, like, yeah. And I, and I get the idea of doing, it. I just, I was just curious if like, if anyone, like, if anyone, like if you were that thought process was ever there, right. Where it's like, cause you know, what's happening that you're like, it helped keep you more accountable or if it was just kind of like, yeah, if you know, like, oh, I'm going home and I'm going to get blow test or breathalyzed, and then I, that kind of thing. Yeah. You guys laughing at me because I can't figure out the word. Oh, not, man. I, blow <laughs> test is funny. Oh, blow test. Yeah. No, blow test. I don't know, I'm not, so, I'm not so Jason's second question. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, you, you're up, Dave. Shout out, Jason. Jason. Yeah, so the second question, I think you kind of already answered, but you want to know your number one recovery tool. So maybe actually besides AA and uh, the podcast, do you have another one that would be big for you? Yeah, play the tape through. My boy Mark told me about that one. Um, That actually saved me in like the first week out of treatment, I was sitting in, I think I shared this on the podcast before, but Bree and I got in a big argument and I uh, left the house. This is literally, this is like, I thought that after I got out of rehab, everything would just be normal, like fine. So we got in a big argument because (laughs) there was like, so when I, when I was, the day that I left for rehab, Bree had a miscarriage. So she had to, and then I left. I wanted to stay home and I left. So I left her to deal with that all by herself and watch, like be a mom all by herself. And I think that kind of, was it was hard on her. So anyways, when I got out of rehab, there was still a little bit of tension there and we got in a pretty big argument. And I left selfishly, like in my old ways, what I would do, I left and I went to the LCBO and I sat in that parking lot for like half an hour to 45 minutes, just playing the tape through over and over and over in my head. And I ended up driving home. So that, that is one of my favorite tools. And I think that tool is my number one of all time because that tool you can use in your everyday life all the time. Yeah. Good buddy. Yeah. What is my next question for Jerry? I could, I could, I could go with one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you'll remember it. So I remember we did an exercise when we were there where you, um, well we all not just you but you you wrote down um like your goal for one year time kind of like i don't know if it was your goal or what how it was worded but what you want to see yourself or whatever in one year time do you remember what that was and um wasn't it three months no it was a letter to yourself in three months but there was one where i think there was one where it was like because i remember what mine was but 
I don't remember if it was like, I don't think it was your goal, but it was. What, what do you see yourself? What do you see success as for yourself or something like that? Yeah, maybe something weird like that. Yeah. Anyway. I should know. I've been there twice. <laughs> Look at you maybe, now, buddy. Maybe just. Um. I don't know now. I don't know how to word. Oh, is it? Wait, so in, worded, but. in one year, what did I see at that time? Yeah, like an exercise, like how you wanted, to, where you wanted to be in in a in a year time. Now it's not quite a year because it was about three weeks in that we did the exercise. But regardless, um, or how about where do you where, where do you want to see yourself in a year from now? In a year from now. Still crushing the podcast. Um, doing a lot better with time management. Uh, a lot like healthier physically and mentally. Um, and doing more, a lot more service work in AA and going to more meetings. And I'd honestly, I'd like to have another child in, in a year or so. Um, Little Jer Bear running around. That'd be nice. Yeah. Never know with that, though. But those are just some. I don't really like to look into the future because that gets me into trouble. Yeah. Like when I start looking like into, into the future, I start to let myself down a lot more yeah you're gonna be a sober journey person yeah school right oh yes yeah i forgot about that yep finishing yeah. school that'll be nice i'm looking forward to that getting that ticket that i've been putting off for so many years um yeah i don't know there's lots watching my daughter go to school for the first time that should be sweet, man. Yeah, but I don't know. Hopefully, own a house in a year's time. Yeah, there's lots. Yeah, but I'm bad yeah. like looking into the future because I, my expectations get way too high, and I let myself down all the time. Um. So yeah, I just gotta kind of. I don't know. I just love AA, and I love the one day at a time thing. So if I can get through today, happy, healthy, thriving, I'm good. <clears throat> and I think I think it's important you focus on what you can control. And that's what I kind of try to tell the kids, you know. Yeah, I, I do like, like that. Focus on what you, can, you know, buying a house maybe not might not be in your control because you don't know what could happen with the market or whatever. So you know, you can't beat yourself up over that. But you know, taking care of yourself mentally and your, your family and your physical health and schooling and stuff yeah i agree with that yep. yeah yeah jared proud of you brother thank you i appreciate it i still can't believe it's a year um very surreal I, yeah i just i never like thought i would be able to have any fun or could live life without alcohol and uh or drugs I look at you now. And uh, yeah. 
anyone that uh, thinks that way, I understand. And uh, life is better sober. Is it a while? Isn't that, isn't that a while though? Too like when you when you're like like when you're drinking like that or using or it's like your thought process is like that. But now like you have a clear head and you're like can't believe like oh, I spent man. that much time fucking thinking I couldn't couldn't do it or there was nothing else like yeah like not a thing I thought I could do sober and everything. that I try to do so much better. Um, actually, I have an example of uh, just like sobriety in school and being drunk in school, like previously. <clears throat> so I had my first test yesterday. Usually I would be first one out. Yesterday, I was patient. I went over everything. I was the last one out of the room. Oh boy. And I was calm. And check oh. out and check out these marks he got. Yeah. <laughs> I'll post, them. post them if you're all right with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, man. So yeah, it's going pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just don't like you know what really I'm struggling with, like is the working with others. So like when people reach out and ask for help, it really bums me out when I take them to meetings and then try to help. And I just feel like I don't do enough or can't do enough to help them. And then you just don't hear from them. But that is out of my control. And I'm starting to realize as long as like you plant that seed, just like what we do with this podcast, then they know where they can go when they need it. So. There you go, buddy. That was um, exactly what I was going to say to you. Yeah. You might yeah. not realize how much you're helping them. Yeah. But like yeah. even introducing them to the rooms or, you know, sharing your story and being vulnerable and being like, you know, I had to, I had to ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, that plants that seed in someone's head that they can get better too. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's like something I struggled with hard. Yeah. And still kind of get down on myself for, but, I mean, that's probably expected because I'm pretty new to the program and stuff like that. Like I was even saying to my sponsor, I'm like, I don't know how, like how you do it. If like you take guys on, they fail, you never hear from them again. Does that not eat you away? But it's like, uh, no, it shows me like you need those people too. So um shows you how powerful it is yeah but yeah pretty uh wild ride i appreciate everything you guys have done to help me out through this year couldn't have done it without you and i'm uh very happy to call you guys two of my best friends and i'm happy to have met you in rehab thanks brother yeah proud of you man thanks yeah man love you You guys want to wrap this bad boy up yeah, I've had enough talking for the night. You did, you killed it. Guys, make sure you check out keepcomingback.ca. Also, if you or anyone you know is struggling with addiction, please reach out and ask for help. Thank you so much for listening.
please like, subscribe, share, comment, all those good things. 